All human thought is science. All religion is the holding of a candle to the holiest father's Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at the most possible point When the stars were right back, they could plunge from the world to the world to the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session 25 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm still playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart, and I can't wait to die on this freezing mountain pursued by horny demons. Raiden. Hey, playing self and bizarre swine. I'm naked and afraid, and so is Sophian. <laughs> <laughs> Noxicals. I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and I'm wishing I had one last tumble with a demon before my death. And Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moiz, who is very upset right now. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. I hope things start looking up for you right out the gate. Oh my god. <laughs> Cancel podcast. Oh no, I've been cancelled. <laughs> uh, Lydia, tell us what happened last time. Still shocked at the tapestry featuring Tenzin in a tantric embrace with a mysterious red lady, the investigators start their return journey to the printing house. Two nights of travel later, the group is woken by singing. Emerging from their tents, they find themselves in a lush and verdant forest, the trees laden with mangoes and bananas. These trees, Tenzin explains, are considered sacred in charnel grounds. It is the 25th day of the lunar month, when spirits known as Dakinis hold riotous feasts. They may tempt the group, but if all hold to their vows, he says, they will be in no danger. In a clearing, a roaring fire is attended by several beautiful Dakini in the form of women clothed only in elaborate headdresses and jewellery. They ply the group with a delicious stew, ripe fruits and barley beer, promising them eternal pleasure if only they will give up their quest. The group eat only sparingly of the feast. The Dakini's lustful intentions now clear. They shift, assuming whatever form the investigators find the most tempting. Timur, Eudora and Hasina refuse their seducers, some with more regret than others. Though he has always intended to save himself until marriage, Sofian believes this is only a beautiful dream and allows himself to be seduced by a Dakini, much, it seems, to Hasina's displeasure. Tenzin too submits to their charms. The other Dakini now turn furious, changing into the party members themselves, threatening those who refused their embrace. Eudora sees through the illusion. Their would-be lovers are 
in truth, winged, muscular demons with eyes that glow with a monstrous green light. The supposedly lush trees around them are sharp-leaved and poisonous, and the ground is rotting flesh. Worst of all, the bowls from their feast are made of skulls, and the meat in them is human flesh. His demonic lover's deception uncovered, Sophian attacks the Dakini in a rage, and there follows a brutal fight, each Dakini attacking the party with razor-sharp claws. Timur drags Sophian away, shooting dead one of the demons attacking Tenzin before the party run for their lives. With the monstrous Dakini in pursuit, Tenzin uses his sacred staff to open a portal between worlds, and the party rush headlong through it. They have escaped from the terrible and seductive creatures, but the legacy of their night with the Seven Sisters remains to be seen. Okay, you entered the gate. Starting off, can I get a group luck, please? Oh <laughs> no! Hurt. We know who that is. Come on. Oh, oh, that's a uh, sixteen under thirty. Oh, yes. well done. Passing through the gate felt like a split second, a gripping sort of feeling in your stomach and viscera compounded by a sudden vertigo when you reappear. Everyone, please roll me a d100 and tell me what you got. I got 89. Uh, I got 37. I rolled 70. Shen Chi rolled a 92. That's good, right? <laughs> That's good. We just rolled our coordinates. We are now <laughs> in France. <laughs> The first thing you'll notice is white, endless white all around you. Your eyes take some time to accustom themselves to the freezing cold and the gate travel, whatever that meant. A red flame nearby helps your eyes clear, and when you see, you recognize it as Tenzin's staff, the Katvanga. The topmost human head is on fire, burning despite the light snow. The warmth is almost comforting, if it weren't for the stench. And then the flame dies down, and you're left in a dark and snowy place you don't recognize. You're no strangers to snow, Tibet has been covered ever since you arrived, but this is different. The mountains around you and the tall trees that surround them make the sky almost invisible. If you look around, you realize that something is missing. Of course, not everyone came through the gate, and you can only assume that your porters and animals have once again been sacrificed for this journey. The burden of their deaths piles upon your shoulders. Everyone, please roll me sanity. Oh boy. Can we stop oh. saying once again in regards to us losing <laughs> forces? I, I feel guilty enough as it is. Right. Well, lose your sanity. <laughs> now, in our defense, I think this is only the second time they've all been massacred. Previously, we fired time. them. Once again applies to the second time. Okay, I'm just saying. it's not... Both Timur and Shen Chi passed. Uh, if you pass, please roll or lose one. Okay, that's a pass. Tell me about the amount I lose when I fail, please. <laughs> Roll me a 1d4 plus 1, please. God. Five. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I already good. went indefinitely insane, so... Wait, no, now I'm definitely indefinitely insane. Definitely indefinitely. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Are you absolutely certain? <laughs> uh, I'm 1 million percent. The man is crazy, he's nude, and he's ready to party. Goodness. 
That was Amazing. a fail from Hasina, and I lost two points. How are you oh in your gosh. indefinites? My indefinites? Um, no, I think I'm okay for the moment because I had 50. I was back up to 50 points. Man, when did you get so sane? I know, right? Sophian, sweet boy. Let's see what happens to you. Welcome to my world, Sophian. Yeah. Why don't you roll me a, a d10 for inspiration, Sophian? Okay. I rolled eight. Okay. I think that, that's fairly appropriate for now. Roll me another d10, please. I rolled eight again. Okay. There we go. Um, so that is a physical hysterics or emotional outburst from uh, Sophia. And I think because you've been... Or didn't you have another bout right after when you got really angry? I sure did. <laughs> So now, I guess it's the next stage of grief. <laughs> now you start realizing what has happened and you start losing it. Of course, you're freezing. So I guess you've, you've convinced yourself you're going to die. So feel free to do that as you will, as long as you incapacitate yourself, crying, laughing, screaming, or anything in between. Okay. <laughs> what a great start. Great start for Sophia. Fantastic. Uh, he'll exit the portal, trudge through the snow in his beautiful socks for a little bit, and then have his hands on his head just kind of looking out across the uh, distance that is ahead of them. I assume we're quite high up in the mountains, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, he's just looking out. Snow is falling down on him. He's just going to sit down where he is and begin bawling his eyes out and screaming out into the distance. His screams echoing around him. And he'll just stay exactly like that. If someone tries to touch him, he'll shug them away. Okay, roll me constitution, please. Success. Your voice is strong and powerful, despite the cold nearby. Oh no. You... Tell me about this avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) You notice that you have caused a small avalanche not that far away from you. Oh my god, someone oh, no. shut this man up. <laughs> Sophia, no. I was going to offer him uh, clothing, but I think we might need to silence him. <laughs> Shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Single tear, raises shotgun. <laughs> Actually, wait, shotgun blast probably isn't going to do us any favors in these mountains. <laughs> yeah. I turn my shotgun around and prepare to clock him with the. No. Are we in danger from this avalanche, or is it. Not over this the... avalanche, but it has made you aware that. Avalanches are a very likely thing in these areas. Just one scream caused one instantly. So what will two screams do? I would love to tackle Sofian. Down um, the mountain? He's at the edge of a mountain. I'm oh sitting God. in the ground already. Why are you going to tackle me? Riding <laughs> down the mountain like a sled. <laughs> I would love to surf Sofian into the valley. No, I just want to shush him. I just want to grab him, you know, hand in mouth. Cut. Naked. <laughs> Let's get your minds out of the gutter, okay? You're a this married is a woman, you situa- Exactly, and she's devoted to Charles, as we know, okay? And she turned down demons. She's not about to roll in the snow with Sophia. <laughs> can I shush him? You can shush him, yeah. Okay, you'd have to do it forcefully. That's what I'm saying. Forceful sushing. Shushing is not going to work. You need psychoanalysis to like. I'm talking about physical shushing. Oh, hand like, on mouth. Like, 
I'm pulling him muzzle away from him. the edge. I'm yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna leash him, collar him, muzzle him, and drag him through the <laughs> getting weird again. with you people. I wanna put my hand over Sofian's mouth and stop him screaming. Can I make it any clearer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Eudora jumps off the cliff. You guys figure uh, out. <laughs> I was feeling a bit on edge today. Sorry, I'm tired. Literally. Do I need to uh, roll anything? Yeah, I think I you this? need to uh, provide, a, depending on whether Sophian would fight you or if you would just surrender to your firm embrace. My tender ministrations. How are we feeling? I think you did say you did say earlier you push anyone away. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be touched. In I which figure. case do you I would roll need a, a brawl. brawl. I mean, you can do a dodge or a brawl and uh, you don't you will need a fighting maneuver so brawl. Alrighty. I failed my fighting brawl to push her away. That's what I like to hear. I got a 22 which is below the base which is what I have. Take it. Yes, I will for once. <laughs> You grab Sophian and you shut his mouth. Sophian, you, you struggle against it with your muffled screaming. Everyone else, what do, what do you do during this tender moment? If I may flavor it, is that okay? Oh yeah. Uh, in my mind, the first thing Eudora was gonna do was uh, remove like a jacket or whatever her outermost layer is and try and stop Sophian freezing to death. When he started screaming, uh, then she just bundles the jacket around his head and uses it to pull <laughs> him over away from the cliff. So it's not so much tender as like her kneeling on his chest and just kind of stuffing fabric into his mouth. If that does it for you, then I'm pleased for you, listener. <laughs> I think there's going to be a whole pile of new fan art out of this episode. Welcome right. to Stars Are Right By Night. <laughs> Unless you uh, covered up my privates. So. Did she? I, don't well, I thought we had no. a third sock. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I always wear a third sock. Always. Be Especially with the Dagony for protection. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what does everyone else do in this, in this still very tender moment? I mean, I think the first thing Timor would want to do is take stock of, of what we've got, what we haven't got, where we are, how far we are from anything resembling a proper path Mm -hmm. So I guess it's, you know, quick sort of roll call, um, equipment check to see what we actually have, mm -hmm. and then start working out what the hell we do next. Yep. Hasina? Hasina is trying very hard to keep her eyes above the waist. Sophian. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's going to take her scarf off and drop it in his lap and just turn her back and walk away she just feel... doesn't want to be near him right now oh you feel slightly more protected Sophie, but it's still freezing cold and you're still feeling quite emotional mm. timor you see that you only have everything that you literally had on you is everybody except for Sophian and presumably tenzin dressed for the weather sort of um, you were dressed for the weather there. It is colder, but you're still okay. Yeah, you're not you're not significantly underdressed. You're on top of a mountain now. Yeah. Is is Tenzin kind of naked as well? Uh, oh yeah, Tenzin was with the dagger mm. too, wasn't he? Sure was. He sure was with was. two, wasn't he? No. No. 
That's not. That's oh, not. No. By you two. thought he was attacked. By attacked two. by two. No, I think Tenzin was more practical with his clothes. He didn't remove everything. <laughs> oh, this is Sophian's problem. He got overeager, is what you're saying. Well, Tenzin is always prepared for the gate. I see. <laughs> okay. Looking around, how far are we from, like, a path or a pass or, like, normal travelling places? Because we have no mountaineering gear. No, um, you don't see anything that looks specifically like a path. Everything looks like you might be able to traverse it, but it's not been traversed before. So it's kind of like charting new territory. Okay. Very carefully. Uh, in, which, in which case, the first question is to Tenzin then, isn't it? And that's, when can you do that again? We need to get off of this mountain before we all die. Tenzin has also been uh, looking around, surveying the area. He says, we appear to be on a mountain. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is just the best, isn't he? I think I can hear the river nearby. If we walk this way, I think we'll be right where we need to be. Don't expect the conditions to improve much. We are in Pemaco after all. <laughs> as soon as Tenzin says that, a terrible thunderstorm breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the sky. <laughs> the sky is split by streaks of lightning and rain lashes down in torrents. Everyone is wet. Uh, can I ask a question? Who is carrying the ritual bowls? We've usually had it in a knapsack mm? for Timur, don't we? Yeah, usually. I think it was normally me because of the stupid gun. Mm. Okay. <laughs> can everyone roll spot hidden or listen? Uh, no, actually, listen. Everyone, listen, and uh, Timor can choose between spotted and a listen. Oh, they're the same for me anyway. Bonus die. Oh, with a bonus die. Oh, check me. Hard success, son. Extreme success. Ooh. Very exciting. Am I still going wild? Ah, uh, yeah. You, you probably can't do that. You, you, like okay. your face is literally covered with like. Your head's in a bag. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I've passed. So those of you who passed, you're aware of something else. The ritual bowls that Timur is carrying start vibrate with a loud hum every time there is a lightning strike. Timur, you feel the vibration in, in your bag. The sound itself is just at the edge of the audible spectrum, a set of rich, warm tones resonating in perfect harmony that quickly dissipate as the lightning fades. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Tenzin says, the sky, Anne, of course. It is believed to sing whenever lightning strikes close by. He laughs. <laughs> Great news. It's not going to attract a lightning strike, is it? I don't believe so. Uh, I suppose we must start making our way down. Is Sofian going to be okay? I mean, he's naked in the snow on the side of a mountain and he's currently having some sort of psychotic break, so no, probably not. Hmm. We must keep an eye out for any wildlife. It appears we need to make him some furs. Or perhaps go to the nearest uh, town. But who knows how far away that is. We can hardly leave him in the snow, even when we do find a, 
a shop, and then we can hardly take him into a shop with us. These little villages uh, are unlikely to be anything we have seen before. What does that mean? The land of Pemakoa, very hidden from the rest of the world. This place is nothing like we've seen before. I would use the Kadvanga to travel further in with a gate, but unfortunately I have to visualize the area the gate takes us, and this is the closest I could visualize. I could take us further afield, but I feel I fear that time is running out and we need to head closer to the Valley of the White Ape, not further. So, just to be clear, you deliberately brought us here to this mountain? Yes, exactly. It's the closest to our destination. Eudora hisses from her position kneeling on Sophie's chest. You said you had no idea where we were. And now it turns out you brought us here on purpose. Where's the nearest village? This man is going to freeze to death. I know that we are at the outskirts of Pemako. I, I don't know the exact position and I don't know what's further in. Eudora reverts back to the litany she's been maintaining this whole time against Tenzin, against Sofian, against men in general, against idiots with magic staffs and uh, flying demons. And she's going to attempt to pull Sofian up to his feet. Like, how... I know he's got eight rounds of this. <laughs> this? But... <laughs> this but uh, I don't want to, you know, choke him with my jacket. Um, or whatever. I just want him calm enough to walk with us. Is is that going to be doable? I think you can probably walk with him while he's still in his, in his emotional outburst, if he'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. Quinn's like, mm, fight me. <laughs> yeah, let's have a battle. Um, <laughs> I mean, I assume the, the snow is very, very cold on Sofian's booty, so he'll likely want to stand up and uh sure you can drag him <laughs> sounds good then i'm gonna try and drape this jacket around he has a scarf as well now on his lap yeah which i guess i'm <laughs> the gonna scarf try and... is probably big enough to wrap around his waist i would think it's one of those there big, we go kind of filmy indian scarves that could go around a couple okay. of times maybe rudimentary kilt and uh <laughs> blouse or jacket or whatever it is then, yeah. And I'm, I'm a robust I'm, naked man in a sarong on a snowy mountainside. <laughs> there we go. That's the visual. And I'm going to try and sort of frog march him so that you know if he's going if he's going to break down in tears or whatever, I'll be ready to catch him. Amazing. As you start heading down, you realize that you've started entering what seems like a, a jungle. There's last vegetation. Uh, wintry type covered in snow um, and from the trees leeches fall and try to stick on your neck and every part of your skin they can find Asina, this feels oddly familiar to you the dream scenery in this. please lose one sanity another one I've seen this forest before the, the leeches, they were falling from the trees and falling from the sky in my dream you look around and anyone who has any natural world above base uh, can tell that the flora and fauna in this place 
is nothing you've ever seen before. It's almost out of this world. The creatures, the flowers, the trees, they're not what you'd expect. There are creatures there that if you wanted, you could take a detour to try and harvest for parent food. Does anyone feel up to uh, <laughs> bear hunting? <laughs> I mean, not bear hunting, but an, I mean, an elk? I don't know if there are actually elk. Let me see. <laughs> take a quick Google break. In Sophian's <laughs> case, it would be bear hunting. Oh, you see what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) We could always try and sew Sophie in some pairs of underpants from like big leaves and stuff. Sure, that'll keep me warm. Yeah, absolutely. Grass skirt it. Yeah, absolutely. Even if we did shoot Mm -hmm. an elk, though, can any of us actually skin an elk? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. It's going to be a messy business. At the very least, we could uh, gut it and and put him inside to stay warm. That's a thing, right? We we have survival skills. Oh, yeah. We do have survival skills. That includes this. Yeah, Hasina's probably skinned more elk than you can shake a stick at. She's got mountain survival, doesn't she? I've got mountain survival. All of her smalls are made of elk skin. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how she survived uh, in the freezing cold graveyard. Elk skin mm-hmm. undies. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> uh, I mean, the only thing that I think I would consider would be a large, docile-ish kind of herbivore. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a big deer or something like that. Or a yak. Or a yak, yeah. I wouldn't want, had I wouldn't want to try and shoot anything that might fight back. Okay. Let's do another group luck. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! I'm so excited with my pen. Uh, that's an eight out of 30. Ooh. Amazing. There's a ready-skinned yak just uh... There's a clothes shop up here on this mountain. <laughs> and there's a sail on. You encounter in the side of the mountain uh, in a little... little you know, not not like literally in the steep side of a mountain, but, you know, somewhere nearby. Um, a flock of special mountain sheep Ooh. with a lot of fuzzy fuzzy fur, but also horns. <laughs> well, I'm not about to get close, but I do have a Lienfield rifle on my back, crossed uh, with Purdy, which will be less useful in this situation. Um, so I'd love to sort of wave everyone into some cover and line up a shot from a very reasonable distance. It's like a group of six or seven, so you'd probably hit them if you don't make noise as you prepare for your shot. Cool. Do I need to roll rifle? Yeah. Can you take aim for a bonus dice or get some advice on shooting angle? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty good with a rifle, but yeah, I'll definitely like take my timeline on the shot because if they haven't seen us, there's there's ages, right? Calculate wind speed. If, you, if you want to do it uh, slower and get a bonus die, uh, you can roll me a stealth. Ah, classic. Uh, no, that is not great odds. Mm. If I fail the stealth, they're going to like bolt or whatever, huh? Possibly. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Just we'll see. Okay, no, I, I'm just going to shoot one. Yep, we are good. That is a success. Okay, you should, and one of them falls. The rest make a make a bleeping sound. Run off. <laughs> bleating? <laughs> bleating, not bleeping. There we go. 
Flip flip flop. Well, it's mysterious creatures in those forests. <laughs> Nothing like you've seen quite before. <laughs> the bleeping. Flip 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 flip. They have a whole new sound effects library. <laughs> I can't. Wait. I said bleeping actually because oh, okay. noises. I didn't learn them in English. No, that's fair. Bleep bleep. And the mountain sheep fly away. <laughs> they glitch and uh, clip through the floor. <laughs> pew pew for the sheep. Pikeman appears. Start eating. Waka 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 waka. All right. Well. All right. There we are. Uh, has how, how long have we been walking? Sofian's been. Uh, is he is he restored to some semblance of sanity? I'll say yeah. Yeah, okay. he stopped uh, his um, emotional outburst while you were looking for the creatures to help him. Sofian, you now have a new phobia. You can put it on your character sheet. Is it sex? <laughs> no, but it is <laughs> naked people and being naked. Oh, wonderful. Has he become a never nude? <laughs> never nude, Sofian. There are dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia and Wolf from now on bathe in a swimming suit. Would it be one of those 20 swimsuits which are made out of wool? Yeah. <laughs> and they cover you from the knees all the way up to the chin. And uh, you will um, struggle with penalty dice for anything you have to do while naked or anything you have to do while seeing someone naked. Well, this bodes well for the future. Let's get it. <laughs> Assuming you survive enough to try and build a healthy relationship. <laughs> Very true. Well, there we are, old chap. Soon get you wrapped up. Just don't ask me to skin the thing. And this is the limit of my expertise. Uh, you all have some skinning experience, recent, of humans. Oh yeah, that's, that's I forgot true. about that. Deep loving. It'll be just like last time. Just yeah, imagine it's the dead human. I mean, you did his favorite loving. not again. <laughs> Uh, you can use survival, any, uh, any, any survival that involves sheep, or not like sea survival, but like right or desert, <laughs> desert yeah, sheep, desert <laughs> The sheep and goats on mountains. I got forty in mountain survival. I think this might be the Hasina show. Uh, to fashion Sofian something <laughs> fashionable. <laughs> you want to roll survival? Okay. To determine how long it takes you. Oh, that is a fail. 81 against 40. Would you like to push it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll push it. Um, if you push kind... it, it will be like you will ruin most of it and will be just enough to make him like Aravanda or something. Mm. But you might need to get more sheep. For the rest of it. Well, if, if, if there are more, if there are more sheep, and how much ammo does um, Eudora have? Is the next question. How much ammo do you have, Eudora? Plenty. Plenty. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know might how... as well risk it. Okay, no cards on the table. I don't know how to keep track of that. The, oh, the rifle itself holds ten. Okay, how many have you used? I mean, one. Okay. But like, how much do we have? in our stuff. I guess all my, let's assume all my spare ammo was back with my stuff. Okay, yeah. so I've used one of the 10 that was in the magazine. We're talking about ammo, but I think the real thing we should be worrying about <laughs> is how many hours we have, and, or minutes until Sofian dies of exposure. Oh, yeah, I'm wondering that, that, yeah. Too. We gotta make him a fire. Oh yeah. Right, while oh, this is going on. The snow. It's time to camp. 
There's a lot of wood around, so... Isn't it pissing yeah, down? It's just oh, freshly yeah, there's rained. A, there's a thunderstorm. It's still raining. Continuously. And we're in a jungle, so, you know, making a fire is going to be super easy. We can make some kind of lean-to shelter, at least, with branches. You, might try, you can try and find a cave. Yeah, look, there'll be nothing in we've it. We've got to find some... <laughs> We've got to find somewhere a bit sheltered, right? It's the only chance. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Sophia, why don't you roll me a constitution, speaking of? Okay. That is a fail. Oh. Okay. So uh, now the the effect of the cold is starting to, to sink in. Uh, now that your emotional outburst has passed, you realize how uncomfortable you are. You snuggle on Eudora's jacket and... Is it Hasina's scarf? We're probably both shivering a little bit. Yeah, but you're all shivering. You are eyeing that good, good wool that uh, Hasina is destroying slowly. Do you risk pushing it, or do we just take extra time? What do we think? What's your constitution looking like at the moment? If you're 50, kind of even odds, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think I think I'll push it. I'll kind of. Have another look at the, the 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 lay of the of the skin and see which way the grain and the leather will run and and really concentrate and then try to skin it a bit more and try and remember the uh, knife lessons that she's had with Timora and see if that helps at all. It's it's using a sharp pointy thing. It's not, I guess, that different to skinning something. So go it again. And that's still a fail. 65. I'm so sorry, Sofian. No. I'm so sorry. And now later you appear with uh, a piece of sexy woolen underwear. The rest of the experiment having failed. And you're now on the lookout for more wool. <laughs> In that hour, could, uh, could we have done like a significant amount of scouting to try and find some sort of sheltered cave and or another flock or figure out where that flock has run off to? Yeah, roll me a spot hidden, whoever's going to do that. What do you reckon, Timur? You and me? Yeah, I've got a spot. Uh, who is uh, making sure Sophian doesn't die? Isn't he sat with Hasina while she uh, leather works, presumably? <laughs> also, bloody Tenzin can do something for once. <laughs> okay. Uh, I passed. That's a 50 versus 60. Aww. Okay. Yeah, you managed to find a small cave. What do you do with all the destroyed wool, by the way? It's not destroyed, it's still wool. It just can't be fashioned into anything wearable. I think we should pile it up into a sort of mattress slash sleeping mat and just try to... At least then we'll have something between Sofian and the ground. Could we use a little bit of it as uh, as uh, tinder to get a fire going as well? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely. wondering that. Although it's probably yeah. sodden if it's still raining. Well, it, it, it should contain natural uh, sort of waterproofing, doesn't it? Well, lanolin. Yeah. And it makes your hands very soft as well. Oh. Yes, that is true. That's adorable. But the thing making our hands soft is a butchered sheep. Like, let's not get too <laughs> far ahead of ourselves. Yes, We're in so like chunks of animal flesh. And At this point, Asina is covered in blood again, <laughs> but she has very nice skin. So that's, that's all that that's matters. Okay. That's all that matters. It's ups and downs. You find that after this time, you are more or less at the base of the mountain. So you've found a cave right at the base and you're 
fully now into Pemico. Tenzin is very happy about it. As soon as you make it into the area in between the mountains, the storm dies out and we are well and truly in Pemico. Can I get a read of what your investigators know? Seven and hand out one, please. Raiden. Sure. What your investigator knows about Pemaco. Apart from the famed journey of Captains Bailey and Morshed through the region in 1913 in search of the falls of Sangpo Gorge and the fact that the region straddles the McMahon Line, the disputed border between India, China and Tibet, you know precious little about Pemaco. Rumours abound that its jungles are full with fierce tribesmen and dangerous wild animals. But you might as well write here be dragons on your map when it comes to what the outside world really knows about the area. Thank you. So not much is the answer. Yeah. Um, and hand out one, please, Lydia. Rising from a glacier in the Kailash range in the west of the country, the Yalong Sangpo, Tibet's longest river, is reported to be a little over 1,750 miles or 2,800 kilometers long. After meandering across the Tibetan plateau through wide flat valleys, it falls sharply into gorge country in the east as it passes between the twin mountains of Namchibawa and Gyalapelri. The river then forms what is known as the Great Bend, where it meets its tributary, the Po Sangpo, before doubling back on itself for around 60 miles, 96 kilometers. It eventually drops into Assam, where it becomes the Brahmaputra River. As the Brahmaputra, the Tsangpo finally winds its way down to the Bay of Bengal and the Indian Ocean beyond. The British first began to clandestinely survey the Yarlung Tsangpo in 1874. They were convinced that the Yarlung Tsangpo was connected to the Brahmaputra, but were unsure which of the river's major tributaries it became. Thanks to the pundits, the British Empire's secret team of native surveyors, in particular Nain Singh Rawat, Keshan Singh, and a Sikkimese tailor called Kinthup, it was confirmed that it fed into the Dihang in Assam, but much of the gorge it passed through on its way there remained a mystery due to the rugged terrain and the tribes people who guarded it. In 1913, Captain Frederick Marsham Eric Bailey and Captain Henry Mooreshead made an unofficial visit to the region after carrying out survey work in Chulakata Mishmi territory around Mipi, east of the Dibang River in Assam. Despite the weather and the local officials' best attempts to stop them, the pair managed to describe the river's Great Bend and reduce the unexplored gap within the gorge to around 40 miles, 64 kilometers. However, they still failed to put to bed the rumour that a gigantic waterfall lay somewhere along the river's length, one that could account for its massive drop in altitude between the Tibetan plateau and where it emerged on the plains of India, the Brahmaputra. Thank you. Yeah, so basically you know that Pemako is a fearsome land of lush forests and intemperate weather that stretches across the borders of Tibet and British India. Tenzin knows and has said that the Valley of the White Ape lies somewhere on the southern flanks of the sacred mountain Namchabawa, beyond the villages of Bayu and Ganda, inside the loop of the Yalung Champo River. How many days walk are we away from there, do you think? 
Uh, well, it's difficult to tell because we still need to find the exact location of the valley itself. We are in search. I suggest we prioritize keeping you warm while searching for information. Uh, yes, there are the, there are people in these villages called the Mompa. They are guides. Uh, one can hire them. Maybe they know this place better. They are the only ones willing to enter these jungles. If we find a village, we could perhaps talk to some of those. Or perhaps we could try and find uh, the white apes that might lead us to the valley. That is where they are said to re reside. The white apes could lead us? You mean they're more than animals? I suppose we could follow them, is what I mean. Are we huddled in the cave right now? I'll say you're entering it. You're in the cave. Can I get a group luck, please? <laughs> oh, <Oy>, howdy. <laughs> nope, not succeeding this one. Sorry, guys, 71. You enter the cave, you set up your fire. Are you going, uh, are any of you going back out to search for more warmth for Sophie? Right, well, I already failed to trail that particular flock, apparently. But um, I happily wander out again and look for more sheep while people are making a fire or what have you. You going by yourself? No, I don't think so. I don't think Timor will allow that. Timor still considers one of his main jobs being keeping Eudora alive. Thanks, Timor. After Senchu. <laughs> yeah, well, Shenchu is staying in the cave if, if I have anything to do with it. Uh, in the warm. But yeah, mm -hmm. I will go with Eudora and as well as helping look for animals to hunt, I will also try and gather any even faintly dry um, wood, you know. I mean, I know, mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's going to be mostly very, very wet, but anything that looks like it will burn with a bit of effort. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll empty out my sort of rucksack in the cave and basically anything that looks like it would make good kindling is going in the rucksack as we walk around. Sounds great. Okay. Can one of you roll me spot hidden, please? I've got a 60. What have you got? 66. Well, it's you then. Oh, no. That's a 90. Do you want to push it? Push it real good. Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Um, so I guess we stay out a little longer, venture. You stay out longer, further, venture further out, and instead of just looking from afar, you actively take some risks and look into behind trees and in bushes and... Poke my head into various... <laughs> various beeholes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kick a few wasps' oh nests. God. It's a pay? 92. Oh, oh no. Oh, my lord. Uh, you, uh, Timor and Eudora have ventured quite far away from the cave. And as you're looking around, Eudora, for some reason, decides to activate her search perception by making her famous owl noises. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which, of oh, course, we already know attract wolves. Timor <laughs> <laughs> wolf, you've come to save us. <laughs> I am an owl. <laughs> Superwolf's revenge. <laughs> and a pack of four wolves attacks Eudora and Timor. Back in the cave, <laughs> Shenchu, Hasina, Tenzin, and Sofian, you have managed to get a small fire going. They haven't returned with 
most of the kindling and wood, but you managed to gather some on your way there and you're waiting around it. Can I get uh, a listen roll from okay. all of you? Uh, you can roll for Senchu tomorrow if you like, at uh, Nog Schools. Yes, that's a pass from Hasina. Fail from Sofian. Um, Sofian, you have a lot to worry about, to be fair to you. I'm guessing that's a foul for Shenchu, but let me check her stats. Yeah, that's a foul for Shenchu. Okay. Hasina, you hear movement. You, you're familiar with caves. You've been in a cave. Oh, yes. Afraid for your life before. You know what to look out for. And you think you hear a creature returning to the cave. Ooh. Okay. Um, Asina's going to tell everybody to be quiet for a moment, and she's going to sneak out very carefully and very stealthily to the front of the cave and just see what she can see approaching. Okay. You move forward. Can you can you roll stealth, please? I can. And that's a fail. Seventy-two. You walk forward as stealthily as you can, but unfortunately you find yourself face to face with a big bear. A big bear? Oh no. God. Okay. I knew it stayed. Um, the fur was coming to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Um, does this look like the kind of bear that she is used to seeing from where she grew up? The Asiastic black bear? No, it's a bear that you've never seen before. You don't recognize what type. You just know it's a bear. Okay. This isn't your friendly neighborhood bear. It no. isn't your friendly neighborhood bear. There's no picnic baskets to share with it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, I guess uh, survival. She'd use her survival mountain skills, and, and she knows that the best thing to do with the bears that she's familiar with, at least, is to yell at them. And make yourself big and, and kind of clap your hands and tell it off. I suppose that's probably the best thing that she can do in this situation. Um, or actually, how does the bear look? Does it look like it's kind of angry? Does it is, is it just kind of checking out the situation? Or does it look um, like it's ready to attack? Roll me psychology. <laughs> Psychologizing the bear. Roll okay. bear psychology, please. <laughs> psychology brackets bear. <laughs> it's a highly specialized skill. Uh, it's only got base in psychology. And surprisingly, that is an absolute fail. And in fact, that's a 99. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Uh -oh. oh, don't get eaten by a bear, Hasina. Please don't get eaten by a bear. You take a moment to interpret what the bear is about to do while also your instincts to shout are kicking in but what you've ended up doing in confusion is kind of not commit fully to your scream and flail but like just stay there very still staring at it at the same time so the bear feels like maybe it can take you oh no wait no, no. Oh, no. wait a minute please <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Sophia wouldn't just be sitting on the ground idly while Hasina's been sneaking towards the front of the cave. He would have stood up and seeing Hasina making noise, he's going to charge at the bear. Oh no, 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 no. He's going no. to charge at the bear. Oh, oh naked. Don't do it, Sophia. 
Okay, so what are you just screaming and running towards the bear? Yep, as much body contact as I can in front of Hasina with the bear. Oh no. Okay, uh, roll me a fight roll, please. Oh, okay. don't I'm do it, Sophia. I got a hard success. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Oh, my hero. Are you like body slamming it, basically? Yeah, yeah. Like a big shoulder barge and just as much weight into my shoulder and like throwing myself like into its chest, I suppose. <laughs> Bear hug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you fall onto the bear, which, uh, quite startled to see you there, um, tries tries to take a step back, but fails to. And you find yourself on top of a bear on the ground. Uh, I'm on top of a bear? <laughs> yeah, you are. Sophian screams like a wild man with his hands in the air, and he's going to start bringing his fist down on the bears. <laughs> Ineffectual as that's likely to be. <laughs> no, wow. Sophian. No. Back to uh, Timur and Eudora. What do we? What do you to, do with your what do we Back to Timur and Eudora. There's a naked man point. fighting a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> how how obvious is it that we're surrounded by wolves? Have we spotted them already? Eudora uh, is basically hugging one. Oh, I see. We're being dogpiled, as it were. Wolf piled, yeah. Amazing. Uh, I will try and do what I did last time, which had some success. Uh, and I will try and fire a shot sort of across the bowels, as it were. So sort of above a wolf's head, relatively close, but not actually at a wolf in a bid to convince him to run. Roll me intimidate. See, now that I can do. <laughs> Famous last words. Fingers crossed. Sorry, we're fighting wolves and my real-life cat is rooting around in the sink behind me. <laughs> okay, here we go. 73, come on. I have just rolled a 37, so I believe... Oh, I could pay... I'm going to pay one luck to make that a hard success. Nice. Okay, so... Yeah, the, the wolves hear the sound of a gun that they've never heard before in their time here and get intimidated and run off. Eudora would love to um, drop to one knee and try and pick one off as they run. What, to like, get the wolf first? Drop to one knee and try to grab a wolf. No, she's been holding her rifle <laughs> oh, the whole okay. time without <laughs> looking for prey. She wants to get on this a... animal wrestling that's going on. <laughs> I've heard Sophie and talk about this. Today's the day. <laughs> No, I just, you know, I want to stabilize my rifle and uh, and pick one off. Okay, it's moving, so you will need a pedal to die. Mm, that's fine. Uh, nah, that is 14 points over. It's you want to spend worth, luck? It's not worth half of a group <laughs> luck just to... I mean, as far as I know, this is our best source of fur. Uh, not knowing that Sofian is about to bring down an entire bear. <laughs> Uh, with so his bare hands. Exactly. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, yeah, right bear Sofian is going to take down a bear with his bare hands. It's bearception. It is bearception. Uh, well, anyway, so I waste a bullet and we get no... no. What, uh, what do you do? You start returning? We are further out than I thought we were. I'm not entirely certain that we can go much further without getting lost. I know. I feel wretched. I, I wanted to bring him back something, you know, for some proper trousers, but... 
Because we've done all we can. We have some wood at least. We can feed the fire for a little longer. Yes. I think it is the best we can do. Needs must. Okay, uh, so roll me another group luck, please. Come on. Too many luck rolls, no! Is it split group luck or good group luck? <gasps> oh, yes. Full group luck. Ah, that's an 83, I'm afraid, friends. That's and our group okay. luck is 30 for those keeping track at home. Okay, back to Sophie and hugging the bear. Ah! <laughs> he screams. <laughs> Hasina is just yelling and screaming at this point and trying to tell Sophie and to get away from the bear. <laughs> He'll. Okay. Sophie and will like hit it a few more times and like back up but keep a body, like keep a distance. Oh no, so it's, it's not your barrier. turn. Okay, continue. <laughs> Eat my yeah. face. Eat my face. <laughs> Eat my shorts. No. Almost face. like an insult. <laughs> okay, I'll say actually say Hasina, that wasn't your turn, so you, you get you get an action if you like. Okay, so uh the situation is is Sofian still kind of punching the bear and they're they're both on the ground? Is that yep. what's happening? Okay. Um There's no firearms in the cave with us at the moment, right? Mm, no, because Sophie was naked. You do, you yep. only have your knife. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've got a knife. Ten is Tenzin in the cave. He's got his staff that he could bludgeon things with, I guess. Um, yeah. Right. Um, Hazina's going to call Tenzin to come help, but she's going to get the knife and she's going to try and stab the bear in the eye. The eye. Nice. Yeah. Uh, since uh, Sophie is on the bear, I'm gonna give you a uh, bonus die for your brawl. Okay. She doesn't have much in the way of knife skills, but we can try. Oh yes, 18. Is that a hard success? No, that's just a normal success. Just a normal What's one. What's your damage? Oh, that's a three. Okay, you seem to stuff your knife into the bear's fur, which is very thick. The bear doesn't notice. Can you at least shave some of the bear to make clothes? For <laughs> shave it while it's killing Sofian so that you can dress <laughs> him when he's dead. Okay. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, you hear, you hear a very focused and concentrated call of war as Tenzin appears with a staff ready to whack the bear in the head. Yes, Tenzin! That's where we're going to end today's episode. <laughs> You are fully redeemed, my friend. <laughs> Tenzin solving problems with his staff is becoming a running theme. <laughs> if Tenzin martial arts this bear to death, he is officially <laughs> the best NPC in the history of all campaigns. He might be forgiven, possibly. Yeah, he's got a lot to make up for. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You have all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars right, where you get access to episodes a week early. What's that? We have a new patron on board. That's right. Thank you so much for your support, Kyles. May the omens be ever in your favor. 
We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at sazarai.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaride.com forward slash reviews. Thank you so much. 